Oh, how nice. <laughs> it's a kind of nice hue, isn't it? Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 259. My name is Colin Mahern, and with me this week, he could see bags and bags of them all wrapped up in cages behind the counter. It's Rich Walker. Hello. And if she could have reached over, she would have grabbed them herself. It's Alice Bell. I don't know this one. Bags and bags of them. Bags and bags. I've taken one word out. Some kind of shortage in some kind of... A sort of shortage. Well, it's more the fact... No, it's not that there's a shortage. There was plenty of them there. Someone would sell them. But someone just wouldn't give them... To, to the people. Is it like a toy? Uh, no, it's a, an a edible food, food, food stuff. Mint Imperials? No, uh, I Chocolate am... Chocolate eggs. I am talking Cream about... Eggs. Linda and Tony Gilks. Uh, Gilks, Gikes, Gilks. Uh, who tried to head to their local Morrison's right. uh, before nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, pies! I did see this one. It was pies. a meat pie, the bags. two of them. Yeah, and they, bags. and they weren't allowed pies. to buy a pie because it was too early in the morning and then the Metro reported on it. <laughs> And and then it Morrison's became, changed its It became nation, national news. Uh, I, I want to know why I pies have, are in a bag. So I have a few quotes from this, because it's great. Uh, Linda said, I wanted eight large sausage rolls and two steak bakes, said Linda, Fuck 62 from Thorntree. What did Linda have on for the day? Uh, it was 8.45am <laughs> and there were no pies at all. Uh, displayed I could see bags and bags of pies all wrapped up in cages behind the counter the trolley was ready to be pushed out but when I asked for the pies I was told we can't sell the pies until 9am I could have had a fruit pie but not a meat <laughs> pie <laughs> what is meat like an illicit substance not to be served I mean Linda could have just waited 15 minutes yeah I mean what's yeah. so important I mean who needs a meat pie first although obviously in the she did have a day planned because unless you're buying yeah. eight sausage roll, large sausage rolls every morning yeah. which I hope you're not yeah. So uh, this story <laughs> goes on. Uh, who is, it's from GazetteLive.co.uk. Uh, husband Tony, <laughs> I like this little addition. Husband Tony, who eats fish and chips three days a week and rarely touches pastry, branded, <laughs> branded the decision, quote, stupid. The 76-year-old said, when you're faced with that situation at the counter, you start thinking, is it candid camera? <laughs> Is it April Fool's? <laughs> this is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I can't get a meat pie at 8.45. You can have fruit pies, but you can't have meat pies? Just go around, do the rest of your shop, and then exactly. come back. Exactly. Fucking hell. No, no need no. to, like, Tony, Tony thought there to... was a conspiracy going on, though, because Tony, <laughs> Tony says, there's more to this. Morrison's have got their own agenda. <laughs> <laughs> They don't, they don't want people to know about it. They have given too many ridiculous stories about why they contradicted themselves over and over. Who do they think us customers are? We are the people paying their wages. Okay, I'm wow. sorry, but if you're going to claim that there is some kind of con- some conspiracy or something going on, you have to have a plausible conspiracy to bring to the table. You can't just say there's something funny going on here. Maybe... It's like when people said, like, some people genuinely said to me, like, well, I think there's something that you did to all the people that left video game to make them leave. And I was like, why? Yeah, right. And they said, like, because they just all left after you joined. And I was like, but 
<laughs> that's not a th- you coincidence. Can't, that's not a that you can't just say that I think you're up to something yeah, without really. then saying what am I up to? Yeah, what, what happened? I was know you, what you're you ca- up to. <laughs> you came in and went, "You lot leave," and that was that was that. <laughs> but it, it's uh, it, like the the situation has been resolved by Morrison's oh, just thank, going. Thank we are that. sorry. We should have given you a meat pie, and <laughs> we will. And then there was like pictures of them standing outside the Morrison's holding the meat pies. Wow, a victory! <laughs> but <what? laughs> <laughs> are you have to fight for what you they believe in crusaders those <laughs> yeah, two yeah, yeah. but wow. listen so now that they can you can buy meat pies and morrison's from 7am right but i yeah. think this is gonna re- this is a poor decision because no no other fucker is buying that many meat pies at 7am in wow. the morning right and eight so sausage that's, rolls and wow. whatever yeah. it, it was is so that's, that true that's though two, that's two hours of the meat pies being out there's going to be more wastage that's mm-hmm. all i'm saying there's going to yeah. be more food wastage because of fucking linda and tony yeah linda and tony thanks you <laughs> Balance. <laughs> On to the news this week. Well, other news, I should say. I mean, yeah, let's I mean, give yeah. Linda and Tony their due. We've covered the biggest story of the week. Yeah. <laughs> the second biggest story this week involves someone almost just as famous as Linda and Tony. Mm. It involves Billy Mitchell. From yes. EastEnders. From EastEnders. <laughs> Someone had to do the gag straight away, so I'm glad it was you, Alice. <laughs> so, Billy Mitchell, are you aware of Billy Mitchell and who Billy Mitchell is? Say no. Uh, no. Who well, is B- he? Billy Mitchell was one of the stars. I'm glad you said that, Rich. Uh, he was one of the stars of a documentary. I should have wrote down the year. When was it? 2006 or seven? I think? Yeah. It's 2007, I think. Uh, called King of Kong, A Fistful of Dollars, which... Fistful of Quarters. Fistful of Quarters, mm. even. Um, fistful of Dollars. <laughs> it's an expensive machine. <laughs> uh, was a documentary, ser- uh, documentary that showed both Billy Mitchell and another guy called Steve Wiebe going for a record in uh, the old arcade game Donkey Kong. Well, it showed Steve Wiebe like, trying to beat Billy Mitchell's already established yes. record, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because Billy Mitchell was a star of arcade games right. in yeah, the there was like ni- eight, late 80s, 80s. 90s. Like, so he'd, uh, he had scores on like, loads of like, Pac-Man and Donkey Kong was the one he was most famous for. Uh, and this guy Steve Weeb, oh my god, it's so good! I love that every um, single tweet you uh, did on this hashtag uh, Justice Weeb, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the the thing was that in the the piece, like all documentaries, right? You can you can make a documentary good yeah. by <clears throat> having a human interest story. That's like the documentary can be about whatever. Like it doesn't mm. really matter if you have a good hero and a good villain, yeah. which is what. King of Kong had mm-hmm. the hero being Weeby and the villain being Billy Mitchell. Yeah. Like you have a good story there. The documentary, it can be about tiddlywinks. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so since that documentary has come out, like Billy Mitchell has still been doing the rounds in on the circus and stuff. Weeby uh, kind of disregarded well, and put it as a. Well, the thing is, past. Like, we Weeby had a life. Other than this, well, there's the famous Weeby the famous clip of when he he uh, beat the score and he, his, his first yeah. million point game. Yeah, his yeah. child is going like, wipe my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Weeby was like a teacher. He was he, uh, like a family man, a paragon of virtue. He just happened to be really good at Donkey Kong. He built like an arcade cabinet and wow. you know with the proper chipboard and everything mm. in in his. Uh, garage and he filmed himself beating Billy Mitchell's score and then submitted that tape. Now, Billy Mitchell uh, 
So there's archaic twin galaxies that kind of set itself up as like we well, are the a, arbiters a record, of the scores. Yeah, well, yeah. record keeping with uh, uh, referee Walter Day. Yeah. Also now, accomplished music- musician. Yeah. Mm. Now this is where it gets weird because Walter Day is is sort of like, in, in especially in the documentary, is basically like uh, Billy Mitchell's crony. Like they're very good friends. I think Billy Mitchell was on the board of Twin Galaxies and Twin Galaxies decided that you can't submit scores by tape. So Steve Weeby would have to come and like do his score again right, live. Yeah. Uh, he did it live and then uh, Billy Mitchell submitted a tape of him beating Weeby score and being mm-hmm. the first to uh, hit a million. And Twin Galaxies was like, this tape is fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. And like... Oof. Billy Mitchell is like look. I'm not saying he's evil because obviously there are evil people, actually genuinely evil evil people in the world. But Billy Mitchell is the most cartoon. Real people do not exist in the way Billy Mitchell does. He's he's a pantomime villain. Yeah, he kind like, of looks like a bit of an oddball as well, doesn't he? Yeah, like you know yeah. the 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 jet black beard, yeah, and jet black own. long hair, <laughs> the American flag tie, yeah. and pocket square. He he owns a sauce empire. He makes sauce. Really? Table yeah. sources, wow. yeah, and he just strolls around. He refuses to like play against Weeby in, in the thing, and just like it's uh, the documentary is amazing. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it. So now we're up to date on all the characters in this story. Yeah, yeah. So Billy Mitchell has been stricken from the record books. Wow, struck. As a term, he has been struck. He's been struck. He off. is. He has <laughs> been struck off, Rich. Uh, so. About a, I suppose this story goes back about a year ago, where uh, a, not official, but uh, yeah, Donkey Kong forums mm. who recognise uh, high scores, um, they that was where the first dispute happened in Billy Mitchell's score because, um, basically, what did, what Billy Mitchell did was he used uh, an emulated version of Donkey Kong. Well. Uh. Well, okay, okay. Well, yeah, we don't know for sure, but that's the the allegation. allegation, Yeah, yeah, so the allegation was always that there's all the kind of smoking gun videos of him, like, because like allegedly he um, beat a Donkey Kong score and then immediately beat like a Donkey Kong Junior score on an arcade machine. There's a video of Mm. like the the games being changed, like the um, The boards, the boards being changed. But people are like, but it's the same board. They're swapping out Donkey Kong Junior for Donkey Kong Junior, so it's obviously a fake video. So it's Uh, like. And uh, yeah, it's weird because Twin Galaxies was sold mm-hmm. to another guy whose name I can't remember, but he basically was like, "We're going to make it legit. We're going to like have like an online community and stuff." So someone also submitted an official complaint to Twin Galaxies. I think that was the forums, isn't it? Yeah, because like the the these Donkey Kong forums have uh, they have two leaderboards because they recognise that a lot of people. Uh, play unemulated mm. versions as, uh, as well. Oh no, this the Twin Galaxies one is separate. No, 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 I know that, but the the, the Donkey Kong oh, one okay, is. Okay. Um, so they they have two versions. They have one for emulated games and one for um, just the actual from the cab. And the thing was that Billy Mitchell was he was portraying this as a sort of quote unquote legit Donkey Kong right. score. Uh, which is where then, yeah, Twin Galaxies come into play. Yeah. So the, someone uh, someone on the Twin Galaxies forums was like, right, well, there have been rumours about this for ages, so you know what, fuck it, I'm going to submit mm. a complaint. I'm going to dispute Billy Mitchell's right. scores. Uh, that, and it ended up being like, they, because Twin Galaxies only accepts arcade. They don't accept the main uh, emulator. Right. They only accept the arcade cabinets. And it, I think it was found that like, some of his 
uh, scores, mm. not specifically the Donkey Kong one, and not specifically the Donkey Kong one from um, the documentary. The documentary, but some of his other scores, they were like, "No, this has to have been done mm-hmm. on an emulator." Mm. And so, because of that, they couldn't prove that the others they could they there wasn't enough proof to state definitively that the other ones were on a cab. So. They just threw all of them out. Mm. Every single one has wow. been strucken off the list this and off the Guinness World Records. It's fucking amazing. This, this sounds like amazing material for a King of Kong sequel. King of Kong right? They're doing a King of Kong musical. Are they? Broadway musical. <laughs> was that wow. confirmed? I remember the story. They're still that working we were ta- on it. Yeah, they were talking about it. It was so- confirmed recently because people went to like mm. Weeby and the, the King of Kong people to say, like, what do you think about this whole thing? And the King of Kong documentary makes <laughs> were like, we've been working on it for a few years. We're nearing the early stages now. Mm. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, Twin Galaxies have since they've issued a statement saying uh, that they can no longer recognise Billy Mitchell as the first million point Donkey Kong record holder according to our findings Steve Wiebe would be the official first million point record holder now Billy Mitchell remained quiet for Mm. a few days on this and then in a video with old school gamer magazine which which he kind of owns I think maybe I'm I'm not sure if he owns but he's involved with somehow somehow he's involved and it's like a quick little minute video but he's so good like he is a brilliant is he quite charismatic but the thing is he's an asshole as I said pantomime villain like a a, a wrestling baddie a wrestling heel basically and in the the minute long video he mentions how I will provide you with everything whatever you need to prove that the, uh, this is all above board, I will give it to you. He, he said like another investigation has been underway and he says something about it not done in a kind of sensationalist like clickbait yes. way. So that's mm. like some th- shade thrown at Twin Galaxies there. Wow. And like... Jeez. And he said like, yeah, I've got a proper investigate. But like presumably this is a different investigation from the other person he hired to do it before who right. also agreed with Twin Galaxies that it probably was emulated. So uh, like... God. He said, everything will be transparent. Everything will be available. I wish I had it in my hands right now. I wish I could hand it to you. But it's <laughs> taken, taken a considerable amount of time. Witnesses, documents, everything will be made available to you. Uh, wow, now, what a saga. Since that, doesn't end there. Steve Wiebe has actually come out and he has uh, put in his two cents as well. He said, the more I thought about it from the King of Kong days, it all seemed to make uh, it all seems to make sense now. All the things that were happening at the time, like why he didn't come out and play me and why he was inciting whose records were going to be authenticated and whose were going to be dropped. King of Kong referenced that he was a referee and on the board of directors. When that leaked out, it started to make more sense. Um, Billy will have have his turn which he has now we'll have his turn to say something in response for now I'm just in awe wow this is all amazing it's my favourite thing that's happened in like the last year I mean, it's almost as good as the meat pie justice story justice for Weezy <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah on a podcast about meat pies they're opening up with this story yeah they're like do you get this what's, what's going on yeah. if there is a wacky world of games about meat pies can we start one so, what I, d- I don't know what it'd sure. be, can be accomplished enough um, I mean, I could try. I'd be, yeah. I'd, I'd be willing. You're already willing on like to give it a three. Shot. Uh, well, I, I, a pastry-based po- um, podcast. I think. I mean, the podcast. You could do, a, you yeah. could do a, a special on uh, the top table. Could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Test all the pastries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably have a heart attack in the process. But, but as you say, this is this is rife for a a sequel uh, to oh, to the documentary. So good. It would be so good. But then the thing what else is, is due like, for a sequel. <laughs> like Steve, Steve Weeby does, he seems like he has 
made peace with it to a point like even here I suppose he is going like fucking bastard like you know yeah. awful but but I feel like Weeby's kind of like the best revenge is living well right whereas Billy Mitchell's just kind of hanging on to something he did 35 years ago mm. and one of the one of the things mm. that people raised in the dispute is like he's never actually scored anywhere near as high as this in front of anyone I, I think more what you what I've seen online is that people will say he is very good you can't dispute that he is very good at the game mm. But yeah, he, he's he not. That good, he's not like. as good as you see in these videos yeah. that have been presented, or the scores that he once held now doesn't. Yeah, but a like great drama, like fantastic so drama much. that I hope goes on for because I mean, if you listen to Billy Mitchell, he's going to go. No, I'm going to fucking I'm going to prove you. It's going to mm, go on forever. I am legit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. justice for Weeby. Wow. Uh, yeah, fascinating. I'll be intrigued to see how this um, yeah. this plays out in the coming weeks. I thought months. you were I thought you were segueing several uh, paragraphs back. Did you? Yeah, yeah. That's why he said, "What else is due for a sequel?" Yeah. You, see, your segues have become so seamless now. I just think that <laughs> everything's a segue. Yeah, and no one will notice this upcoming one yeah, either. Exactly. Uh, because yeah, I'll be interested to see where the story goes in the weeks, months, mm. years mm. that follow. Just as I will be interested to see. Uh, how the story pans out with PlayStation 5. Mm. It's been confirmed, boys and girls. No surprises there, right? I can't wait to play it. Well, the thing is, last... I think I can. Last week... <laughs> la- yeah, I think was it around the time of the podcast last week or whenever. But there was rumblings of a PlayStation 5. Now, Kotaku did a bit of digging and spoke to a number of people at uh, a PlayStation about it. And only two of them... Uh, now we don't know how many people they spoke to but they said Kotaku said that only two were aware of a PlayStation 5 the majority mm. of people were like I, I don't know yeah. n- nobody has come to us about a PlayStation 5 not entirely sure some have dev kits in their possession is that right? Again, that's all rumour it's kind of yeah. it's all speculation at this mm. point of course there, there's nothing there's nothing confirming that there will be a, play, or, or a PlayStation 5 is yeah, sort yeah. of a thing now mm. But uh, there was words coming out of GDC that uh, will our for, our first viewing of PS5 yeah. will come in 2020. I really hope that they call it Play Five Tation. <laughs> they just replace the S with a five. Yeah, Leet yeah. Speak. We know about Leet Speak, don't we, Colin? <laughs> yeah, from CSI Cyber. It's all all, all the fucking rage in that. Is it? Uh, no, since. Since then, Andrew House, who you will remember from such things as E3 and Gamescom and Wales, yeah. uh, who yeah. is a former Sony um, or PlayStation exec, he came out and he he didn't really reference the PlayStation Five or like he said, I, I don't know, don't know much about that really to be honest with you. But he said that I uh, he was a fan of longer cycles he said I'm very bullish on longer life cycles for consoles consoles are so underrepresented and underpenetrated in so many markets around the globe there's so much potential let's not figure not, let's not forget that China is still largely untapped um, a PlayStation 5 Rich Walker like could, could, is it 2020 is it, is it further away is it closer like these consoles that we have in our homes yeah. have been around now for five years well, yeah, that's the thing. But, I mean, you know when the kind of Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 generation kind of came to an end? Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like it was time, you know? It had been, yeah. what, eight years, something like that? Give or take. 
but I don't feel ready to give up my PS4 or my Xbox. I don't want it all. I don't feel you know like I mean? it's it's like it feels like we're in. Especially because of the half-step Yeah, exactly. consoles. Yeah, we've got nice 4K consoles. I don't yeah. feel like I need another console yet. I can't afford another one yet. No, exactly. I've uh, Yeah, I've only just <laughs> bought the 4K yeah. ones. It's like, don't make me buy more hardware, please. So, And that was always yeah. the good thing about consoles. I used to be a PC gamer. Yeah. Uh, like when I was younger and at uni and stuff, because I had more time. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Consoles, the thing about consoles is they're easy. And you can just yeah. buy one and it will run all the games exactly. for like the next few years and you don't have to keep putting new stuff in it or buying mm. new thing or looking up which graphics card is best or whatever. Exactly, yeah. It's yeah. just it just you can that's, turn it on, it's on your telly, it works. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm I'm a console fan. I've never been a PC gamer really. And so like maybe it won't look as nice or it won't run as smooth as you can make it run on a PC, but it will run and you don't have to do anything extra. Yeah. I suppose it's just important that they keep they keep that promise. I suppose like was it when the Xbox One X was coming out and they were like, "Don't worry, all every game will run on vanilla Xbox One," yeah. and same with the PlayStation Four. Because when like if there is ever a point where Halo Six can only run on the Xbox Two and or, or say can't run on the first Xbox One, yeah, and I don't know whatever Horizon Zero Dawn Two can't run on. PlayStation 4 hardware mm-hmm. then that is the time where you like you you make the step up yeah like yeah. I don't know where are the current consoles like would they be holding developers back like I don't get the impression that they are no so I wouldn't see why a a new console generation would be uh, coming to fruition anytime soon no it's probably being spoken about we would be foolish to not uh, to think otherwise but I still I'm not ready. I don't think you're ready. No. Like I, I don't think anyone is ready just yet to no. to make that step up. By 2020, it'll be seven years. I don't know. Give it a couple more, I reckon. Hmm. Give us a little bit longer, especially like as you say, the the half step consoles. They'll they'll tide us over. You have to leave the heart, you know, grow fonder. And generally, exactly. you yeah. do that through absence. You you experience something, and then you kind of forget about it. Put it to the back of your this mind. This is a segue, isn't it? This is a segue. And yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay. And you put it to the back of your mind, and then when news comes out about it, you're like, "Shit, yeah. I remember that." Yeah, that would be. I, I'd like that actually. Like, really? like, a, like a series from say five years ago. Or exactly. Like, like it would be a real shock, obviously, <laughs> to your biological makeup. A bio shock. Oh, a biologi- no, a biological on, shock. <laughs> So there is a new biological shock in the works, <laughs> apparently. Is it really five years as well? Yeah, oh. it has been five years since Infinite. Uh, yeah. Kotaku, in a report they did on Hangar 13, which is very good, actually, I'd recommend it, mm. uh, they uh, mentioned that there is a new Bioshock game in development called, codenamed, called uh, Parkside. Alleged, allegedly. Allegedly, reportedly, allegedly importantly. Mm. Uh, Rumoured. Uh, pinch yes. of salt. All, all the caveats. Uh, so this Parkside game uh, has there's a, a few people from Hangar 13 Mafia 3 developer have apparently uh, j- jumped have they well it's, I think tried so, tried to. yeah tried to jump uh, mm. to to the project um, but a source told Kotaku that uh, the issue is that Parkside's not ready for lots of people they're trying to be really smart about figuring out what the core thing is um, with the actual game itself so. A new Bioshock. 
Sounds hey, like it's a ways off. Alice, like. you like the Bioshocks. I do like the Bioshocks. Uh, Who doesn't like the Bioshocks? Well, you, there was a backlash and then a backlash and the backlash and then Bio- a backlash and a backlash. Bio- backlash. Bioshock Infinite came out. Everyone loved it. Then about four and a half minutes later, everyone went, mm, no, we hate it. We think it's shit. What? And then about, about two weeks passed and people went, yeah, I still like it. And then the groundswell happened and then other people went, no, you're wrong. It's shit. And then, yeah. So on Who so are these other people? Cycle. I want their uh, names. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, are you ready for a new Bioshock? Um. Oh, she's not. She's not ready. Yeah. She wants more time. She doesn't want a new Bioshock. That's no, disgusting. I kind of don't because I feel really? like it. It was done after. Was it not done? I won without 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 spoiling <clears throat> things. I wonder how you do a new Bioshock. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you do? Um. Well, Be- because there's always a lighthouse, there's always, always etc. 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 The, there's the scope there, isn't there? But I mean, it. it did I, kind I, of, I feel like Bioshock. The end of Bioshock Infinite was it, like it, this it, is it's, it's the end, big reveal. Like, this is yeah. this yeah, no, is that, it. That is true. And then also with the DLC, it kind of did even more of an end as well. I, yeah. I just oh, DLC was great. The first mm. episode, shit enough, but second, second episode, episode was great, excellent. Really but good. that's why I think to if you do another one, it would be a bit of an unnatural kind of retconny like. Set three years before, or you know, I was like, about to say that's what they could do. They could do the prequel, go the prequel. Just leave it route. alone. Do something new. Play as Andrew Ryan. Oh wow, imagine mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> I, like, I I love the. I've I've never played Bioshock Two, so I can't say I love that. But I, I love the first Bioshock. Bioshock Two's good as well. It's yeah, right. it's probably the weakest. Of it's the weakest, but it's, it's the weakest. Good. But it's also the the kind of the cult hit that people go. Uh, actually, I think you'll find it's the best Bioshock. Oh no, they're just being wayward uh, and you uh, know, wayward. just for the sake of that's our word yeah. of the day. <laughs> okay, um, but <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'd like a game like Bioshock, but I'm not necessarily sure it is. Bioshock, don't get me wrong, if Bioshock Infinite mm. 2, Infinite Plus 1 gets announced, I'll be very excited and very intrigued. Bioshock Infinity and Beyond. How do you do a sequel to something called Infinite? That's the thing. See, it's just, how do you, how do, you do that? Like doing a sequel to The Last of Us. <laughs> I do like Infinity Plus 1. That's a, uh, well, that was always the old thing in the school yards, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Infinity Plus 1? Yeah. Or infinity, P, infinity times infinity times infinity. Yeah. I fucking and, and so on. On the Bioshock Ouroboros. Um, mm. on, on the schoolyard, that's another say, good word. Of say, the day. Shut mm. up! I'm doing. Uh, on, on the schoolyard, you know, yeah, you'd be like oh, saying, "Oh, well, I want that Infinity Plus One and all that." So, oh, heady days, jumpers for goalposts, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, football uh, stickers. And yeah, exactly. Swaps, that. got yeah. it, need it. What? <laughs> what a time! Eh? I know, right? Way easier than you just did. Go on then. Okay, you know what else you do on schoolyards? You play football. Bullshit. <laughs> Fucking no artistry to <laughs> that the, at all. Leave the segues to the pros, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So T- I, don't, I don't pay him to do segues. THQ. Turns out I do. THQ yeah. Nordic are not going to E3. I love this story. Because they're going, staying at home and watching the World Cup. It's brilliant. It's fucking outstanding. The statement was They've so issued, so good. issued yeah. a press release <laughs> where uh, they said... Uh, oh, they, yeah, after they said, yeah, we're not going, they said, we have to admit we are going to miss our 9am pint of beer in the ye old King's Pub, uh, King's Head pie, Pub probably. in Santa Monica, where they show all matches live. But with the World Cup being held in Russia, it would mean a 7am beer. That's too early, even for Austrians, let alone the Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 7am beer. I love the idea that they had, like, they sat down to meeting, were like, lads, yeah. E3. 
what are we what do you do? think and then but someone like, was like football oh, out like, yeah. I mean listen I've, I've and then dual, dual would have manager like, set up I'd be like work here match there That's wait, just so, and, and someone yeah. would have been like you know shall we not go is it mm. can can we just not go to E3 and, and then, everyone's know, like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this game's calm. There's plenty of other opportunities. Yeah. Do you think Dan would buy into that if I was like, "Can I not go to E3 if I watch the World Cup?" Uh, if you had if I of, watched um, the World Cup, <laughs> if you if you had past history with football, do you realise how long? Like, it's a month, and there are for the first two weeks three games a day, and fuck, then yeah, really? there's, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. You'd probably rather do yeah, E3. I, I think. E3, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I have to say, quite enjoyable. I like mm, that. Yeah. Uh, and as you say, there'll be a Gamescom showing off Dark Siders 3 fade, f- fade to silence. And it's important sometimes to know when to be silent and when to speak up. Okay. <laughs> and Cliff Brzezinski maybe mm. should heed that advice. Yeah, that was good. That was pretty that good. Was good. Yeah, Cliffy, really good Cliffy the big red bee. So Cliff mm. Brzezinski has been on Twitter. Dude, huge. Giving it large, right? He said on Twitter. Hey at Epic Games, could you please stop trying to hire away my team? Uh, We just launched Radical Heights on Unreal Engine 4 and are really happy with how it's going. And then a little little gif of uh, one of the lads from Supernatural there. Is that what that was? Yeah, I think that's Dean. Cool. Or Sam. Um, It's one of the two. (laughs) uh, So this, I suppose this stems from uh, Bosky's co-founder, Aryan Brossi. He has gone from Bosky to to Epic and apparently isn't the only one. Now, in Cliff's mentions, he uh, he got a few people. There was one, I don't have it to hand now, but I'm pretty sure it was a former Epic, or former Epic, former Bosky person who said something to the effect of you should be wondering why people are leaving Ooh. rather than why... Why Epic yeah. are like poaching? Because yeah, obviously, yeah. if they are poaching, then not everyone is happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, possibly. Well, and I suppose like, it means it means something. Yeah, yeah, is could could be done at, at uh, what's his what Bosky. Bosky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do worry about Cliffy. Do you? How often? Daily? Yeah. Mm. Keeps me up at night. I just, you yeah, know, because before, before he would like talk shit all the time, but it would be mm. about how amazing he or like throwing shade at other people. But now it just seems to be like kind of being like, I'm a, things aren't going like they yeah, used yeah. to, you know, <laughs> just about things being a bit sad. And also, didn't like we brought this up earlier, but didn't he say like a few months ago, I'm going to try and stop being a dick? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. words to that effect. And. I, I don't know. I, I, I subscribe to the the mindset of like you know if it, if it's not worth tweeting, then don't don't air your dirty laundry on Twitter. Yeah, maybe think about it first before like, you. Uh, could he? It could out. he not? I'm sure he like he worked at Epic for he fucking. Probably knows someone there. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he, he worked there up. for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> He probably has a few email addresses. Yeah. It's probably just first name surname at epicgames dot yeah, exactly. com. Yeah. Also, like. Now everyone knows that Epic are trying to poach multiple members of his team. Then maybe that's what he wanted wanted people to know. Uh, Radical Heights. I tried to play it at the weekend, actually, just to, to give it a nose. And it made my screen... And I've seen this... A few people have this issue because I've tried it in this office as well on a mm. more powerful computer and got the same fucking thing. When you turn on the game, it, the screen... <clears throat> 
the game boots up and it's fine, but the screen is just flickering green. You sure it's not part of his 80s vibe? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's true. Could be that. Um, because everyone likes the throwback. Mm. Everyone likes the past. Mm. Everyone likes Shen, Mood 1 and 2. They do. I've never played those games, man. I, I, I need to. This is, this is my chance, isn't it? See, this is your chance. Now, mm. I have been told by yeah. people... Basically, who like last year was a whirlwind for me. I discovered Jacuzzi and never well, looked back. It was a, a highlight I'm in my life. I'm just getting there. I'm behind life. you, but yeah. I'm, I'm there now. <laughs> and people have said that Shenmue was the kind of the precursor yeah. to Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, because of that, it's like okay, I'm willing to give it a go, but yeah. I don't hold up much hope. Like these, I don't know. I get the impression that Shenmue is your your cult classic. That is actually shite. Well, it might not have aged well. And for a newcomer, perhaps, it might not be as impressive. Like, if you're, you know, running on nostalgia, then you'll be like, oh, yeah, amazing, I'll revisit Mm -hmm. these. But, do you know what I mean? You and I, Mm -hmm. having never played them, and I assume you didn't either, right? Nope. Great news story to talk about. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) None of us have played them. Uh, So it'll cost $30 and will be out sometime this year, apparently. I'll be getting that. Thirty dollars for the two. Thirty dollars for the two of them. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, you know that, that's. Yeah, I mean it's it's not bad. Sold. Yeah, no, it, it's it's not bad. Like mm. you, um, you could get get on the blower and uh, <laughs> yeah, and call your local game store mm. and tell them to pre-order it. And while you're sure. doing it, you could be like, you know, I know with the hotline bling or something. You know, you could say something like that. <laughs> what does he say? He said, <laughs> "Is it I? Is it I know that." I, don't I know with that hotline. Well, the reason this, the reason I wanted to bring this up was to kind of test your knowledge, Rich. I have no idea. Because I'd like to think Alice Bell mm. is aware of a song called Hotline Bling. Yes. It was quite a big song. Can we all agree? Yes. I've, it never, was, I've never heard of it. I'm I not, not even shit. joking. You've never heard nope. Hotline Bling. Nope. Do you not understand? Have you not seen the memes with Drake? Do you know Drake oh, dancing? The, no, I've seen the... Where the, he's like, yeah, and, and the, he's like, yeah, I know like, that. I'm aware of that meme, like, but yeah. I, I didn't know what it was so from. So that's from I knew the video Drake. for Hotline Bling. Okay, great. <laughs> 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 I'm informed now. So uh, Drake is apparently going to either write—is he going to write a song or put lyrics into a song about Fortnite? Right. But he, before he does that, he wants there to be a Hotline Bling emote in the game. I'm pretty sure oh, they're okay. on it like Sonic. We're like, oh, why doesn't yeah, it exist yeah, already? Sort of yeah. uh, so he said... He got his blessing. Um, he said, I'm not... Oh, no, hang on. Where do you, uh, when Epic gives me the emote, the Hotline Bling emote, then I'll do it. But till then, I'm on strike. And this follows <laughs> on from strike from writing a song about Fortnite. <laughs> this follows on from him playing Fortnite on a stream. And he's actually kind of not bad. He's a very generous player as well. He was just dropping like amazing weapons and stuff. Wow. What a nice guy. He healed another player and, and said, like, okay, God's plan, let's get it. <laughs> God's plan being his most recent <laughs> <Yeah>. single. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, nice. Bit of promotion. In yeah, there. yeah. You good, yeah. Always, gotta, always gotta promote. Always gotta he also said that pineapple does go on pizza. Well, he's... Uh, no. He's wrong. Would you say he got it wrong? Definitely. Just like <laughs> uh, Patrick Soderlund. <laughs> exactly uh, like that. Uh, Chief Design Officer at EA said about Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yes, uh, yes. That's coincidence, isn't that's, it? Uh, isn't it? <laughs> so that's, yeah, as I say, that's what Soderlund said about the microtransactions in Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, we had the intent that was designed 
for us to have more people play it over a longer period of time. And like a lot of other games on the market, to be able to afford to do that, we had an idea of getting returns from that. But at the same time, we got it wrong. That's just word, 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 word. We got it wrong. Uh, People see, oh yeah, and then he said about the the changes that they have made. Because let's not forget, microtransactions are still in Battlefront 2. But it's only cosmetic. But it is only cosmetics. He said, people seem to appreciate what we've done. Players are coming back and we're seeing stronger engagement numbers. People seem to think that for the most part, we got it right. So they got it wrong. But now we got it wrong. It would have been easier if... They'd just done that from the start, yeah. Uh, wouldn't it? Most pe- yeah. most games seem to to get that. Like, if it's not cosmetic, people will kick off. Yeah, apart from absolutely. FIFA, though, right? Yeah. Um, no, he has referenced. No, I don't know what you read into this, but he said that the EA are going to have a sit down and a think about how to approach other games mm-hmm. with similar uh, yeah. similar microtransactions <laughs> like uh, and he specifically said Battlefield and Anthem yeah which I think that's tricky I, like the next big EA game that has microtransactions is going to be apart from the sports games I suppose yeah for whatever yeah. reason uh, will be gone through with a fine tooth comb and people will be like right is it but I suppose yeah have they, have they learned that just hats, just hats well, and costumes and yeah, shit that won't affect your your progression or your skill level or yeah. Battlefield has always just been weapon skins. They've never been particularly invasive. Uh, so I guess I'll just do the same thing again with that anthem. I don't know enough about the game to really know. I mean, nobody does what they could do in terms of microtransactions. So mm-hmm. don't know. We'll see in it. to what we've been playing this week and lo and behold we have a computer game that all three of us have played two have completed one hasn't mm-hmm. there you go I think they've two that's everything involved <laughs> okay. in our current God of War setups yeah. uh, Alice Bell Rich Walker Colin Mahorn mm. we have all played God of War yes. yeah and very good it is too it is very good it's very excellent very uh, excellent it is yeah uh, Alice and I reviewed it and gave mm. it glowing Scores. We did indeed. Um, uh, you've played less. I have played much less. Significantly yeah, yeah. less, yeah. I, Can you say how far you've got without spoiling? Uh, I'm I kind of, I'm nearly at the top of a thing. Okay, well, that's fairly <laughs> I mean, far in then. I think. I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not nah. at the real early stages, but, right. I, but it also is. Okay, well, there you go. It's a big game, isn't it? It's huge. What, what do you think so far? Uh, I quite like it. Mm. Yeah, I I really enjoy what they've done with Kratos. I yeah. I think he is. There's an argument to be made so far for him being the best new character in a weird way yeah. of 2018 because he's far more nuanced than he once was. He's still gruff. He's still boy. Yeah, he, he he's still <laughs> like that. really, for lack of a better term, just uh, tough. Yeah, but not in. I suppose he's lost the 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 cockiness. That mm. I personally yeah. found just a bit of a put off. His rage is sort of tempered, right? He doesn't have big kind of diatribe kind of rants no, and stuff anymore. He fucking doesn't talk very much at all, really. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it's interesting because, like, when I went to see it at a preview, uh, Corey Barlog, not Corey Balrog, <laughs> uh, said that, like, uh, you know, when they were making this one, they sort of compared to when they made the, the early ones, like, they were kind of in in their 20s they were sort of yeah. us against the world they were like you know 
kind of bros mm. and now this one they're grown up they, he said that we're sort we were sort of in our colleges and now right. they're all grown up got kids yeah they're like how do i you know explain to my son or whatever that i did this game with a, a qte bit <laughs> where you know you have to press x to have sex kind yeah. of thing how do i you know and so now they're more like basically that i just love that like as d- developers grow up their games grow up as well it's really, it's it's kind of sweet, but also very funny to be. So how still, still brutal though, isn't it? <laughs> Unbelievably, yeah. Um, yeah. How how do you do? You think that it has grown up? Do you enjoy the the relationship yeah. between the two, father and son? Yeah, yeah. Atreus is one of my favourite things in it. Mm. Um, uh, there are some points I think going a little bit too long with regards to like his moods, um, but he definitely yeah. does a kind of. Uh, he he changes quite a lot. I think he goes through much more character growth than. Uh, Kratos does. Kratos seems to have done his character growth off screen between this game and yeah. God of War 3, basically. Mm. And so this the Atreus changes a lot more. But I really like their relationship. And I like how Atreus is kind of a bit, sort of a bit afraid of his dad to start with, but also like a bit teenage. He's sort yeah. of like, oh, dude, I can do it. Like, mm, yeah. Uh, and then he sort of gets a bit more confident, maybe a bit too confident. And like, I love how... Kratos is kind of like it's just he calls him boy. He never calls yeah. him Atreus yeah. really, and like he's like after fights, Atreus will be like, "How did I do?" And he'll be like, "You were terrible." And then <laughs> as Atreus gets better, he it's was like, like "Oh, you were fine. adequate. That was fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were adequate. <laughs> <laughs> that was passable. Yeah. That'll do." Uh, yeah, I I I really enjoy the relationship. Uh, yeah. I think both like the two of them, like you mentioned, Anas Atreus, and how. Like again, I'm at the early stages, but how he does, uh, there are peaks and valleys in the character, how he can be like frightened or unsure of a situation and look to his father for guidance or acceptance or whatever. And then at another time, he can be like, fuck you, dad. Like fucking man would allow me to stay up and watch (laughs) Saturday Night Takeaway, whatever. (laughs) Like he, as you say, he kind of goes through a, a journey like there, mm. are, there is a journey for the character one thing I really like that it does as well because obviously it's not entirely linear so there are kind of bits where you can go off and explore and there'll yeah. be some bits where you, you've like like early on the game uh, and this is in all the previews and stuff and in the footage at E3 he's basically like go hunt a deer boy and so Atreus is like the footprints go this way I found them but like if you as Kratos are like oh, I want to look over here like you just run off in the opposite direction and Atreus will be like or we could just follow yeah. you yeah. I yeah. guess Yeah, you've told me to do a thing and now you're going the other way but fine like. that, that is cool there's little things I appreciate as well like well first of all and I, I always use this as an example um, which what was the first Metal Gear Solid 5 um, not the Phantom Pain Ground Mother Zeros. God Ground Zeroes yeah. the opening scene in Ground Zeroes mm. games don't utilise this enough God of War does in games, you can do things in film that you can't. Yeah. Like, games are always striving to look like films. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can, but you can also do other things. Like, you can have the camera do whatever the fuck you want. Because yep. the camera isn't real. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Ground Zeroes does that by having the continuous shot that flies all over the place and all around the, the camp, the prisoners, and um, goes to, what's his name, Skullface. And yeah. Brilliant. <coughs> like, God of War's one shot, Birdman inspired type thing mm. is so good and I, I, I just think it, like getting in that close in the characters yeah, yeah. and seeing their mannerisms and everything gives you an appreciation of 
what they're going through and mm. you see little kind of subtleties in yeah. their um, in their faces I think it's just I think it's great I really yeah. really mm. do I like one of my favourite things about it is how that that kind of human interaction between even though they're technically gods between uh, Atreus and uh, Kratos 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 um, is really contrasted with the Norse mythology background because yeah. there are loads of big things in Norse mythology like uh, the world serpent and, and like the tree and mm. the, you know um, big monsters and, and yeah. stuff and you know interacting with all these huge mountains and, and serpents and shit like that is a really nice kind of contrast to you being really tiny on a boat on a lake kind of thing mm-hmm. it's really cool God of War is or God of War Kratos is smaller in this one you, I, you said in your review Alice as well well he sort of seems smaller I didn't say that did you not no, no. I didn't say that Someone, did I say uh, that in my maybe head? Maybe you said yeah. it in your head. Maybe well, he, I, I, seems he actually smaller, looks he, less ripped. He look, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean literally. I don't mean like he mm. hasn't... He's not yeah. as, as bulky. I mean, in in the the world, like he he seems more like a yeah, man. Yeah, he's just like know? a person. And mm. he's like... The, 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 the main story is actually quite a small one in, and a, a relatable one in, in terms of it's sort of like about grief and like mm-hmm. about, yeah. you know, relationship and father-son mm-hmm. relationship and stuff. Uh, and then the backdrop to it as well is this huge, like famous yeah. Norse story about like the start of Ragnarok and the end of the world and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah, the, like, the entire, the entire MacGuffin of the story, the entire goal is really personal and, mm. you know, and it and it's kind of like when you encounter all these big monsters and have to do all this mythical shit. It's sort of a bit like, oh for fuck's sake! Like <laughs> he doesn't really want to be doing yeah. any of it. He just kind of has to, yeah, because that's you know the point of the thing is a very small personal thing. And it's sort yeah. of like I've just this is a really difficult time in my life, struggling to relate to my son. Now there's fucking elves, like what well, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> those elves, those bastards, bastard elves. Yeah, right. So yeah, this. God of War isn't quite as linear as previous ones. Is, but it's not necessarily an open world game either, Rich. No. It's kind of an open world game with linear bits, linear kind of... I'd say nearly a linear game with open world bits. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say it that way too. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's so much to explore, though. There's so much uh, side content. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. When like, I, once he- I finished the game, I, I couldn't stop playing. I was I was going around exploring everything. I wanted to see... All of the stuff. It's like when you get into an area, it's like areas are kind of locked off from other yeah. areas and you uh, not have the run of the place, but there are little mm-hmm. paths off to yeah. where there'll be puzzles and chests that it, when you figure out the puzzle, generally by throwing the axe, which is another thing we can talk yeah. about, uh, by throwing the axe, you get like, uh, I don't know, a piece of apple that can... Uh, build up your health or yeah, what's yeah. the blood meat the that does blood the, meat horn thing, the yeah. Spartan rage yeah um, yeah the axe it's fucking it's I brilliant. love um, the other day you were playing God of War and yeah. it, even I, th- I think there's it, there's something to the um, the combat as well like it's it's not just button mashy like mm. I, I was just uh, I was thinking you used your shield quite a lot. Now, I don't mm. know, is that the purpose for the video? But like, I don't. Like, I, oh, and, I, and I use... Uh, I I, tr- I, tr- I throw my axe way more than what I 
absorbed yeah. you You'll doing. You'll find yourself doing that less and less, and the shield really comes into its own as you upgrade it, because there's stuff like, if you time it properly, you can deflect projectiles and Oh, and then they'll back. explode. Ah. It's really good, yeah. Um, you can, uh, like, if you can parry attacks and stuff, which you probably know already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's all sorts you can that do. That might be, because I was cool. playing an early stage game, but from yeah. having finished it, so that I found that as well, like, I'd start off, I was throwing my axe loads, I was yeah. using the axe loads, and then as you go, you get better and you can do mm. more cool stuff with the yeah. shield. And so maybe that's kind of it. But I, mm. I, I love, like some of the puzzles will involve throwing the axe, but also knowing how the axe throws, if that makes sense, and knowing mm. how it returns to you and knowing what kind of yeah. arc it'll take and stuff. Yeah. And it, so it like you'll have to throw it and then move to another angle and then recall it and it will hit something on the way back that it wouldn't have been able to. Like there's those cool yeah, little really bits cool. like that in it. Yeah, I love that about the axe is that when you recall it, it hits stuff on the way back as well. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a great it, weapon. It's so uh, I don't know. I feel like there are just little things in this game that, like, like the way the axe returns to you, mm. is just really satisfying. Um, how it kind of yeah arcs back yeah. and like as was it you who coined the boomer axe? <laughs> like it's fucking. So yeah. I don't know. I can't really explain. It just it. feels just, meaty, doesn't yeah. it? It just feels right. It just. Um, does, I don't know if I imagined yeah. it, but does the controller buzz as well when when it? I think probably. hits his hand again. So yeah, you're kind of be. like, I've just caught the axe. And do you know what else? Again, another little thing. A trace can be miles away. Mm-hmm. If you see a wall, you climb, you turn, or a. Oh, yeah, <laughs> if you jump across a trace magically <laughs> there your back, and you know yeah. what that's perfectly uh, fine uh, I did, that's it, grand. it did make me laugh him jumping onto your back quite a lot yeah because often it'll just be like a magnet like a whoop yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very funny. Um, he's really good in combat as well, though. I like mm. that he gets better in That's combat. That's true. You've the added um, the, the compliment of Atreus as well and yeah. his, his bow, mm. which gets upgraded. Recently for me, now that got upgraded and I got a different thing. Um, but yeah, and using your XP to get him more involved where uh, he'll like jump on the backs of enemies yeah. and like choke them out or whatever he mm-hmm. does. Like. It's, it's great it's yeah. fucking great actually I didn't think I was strong enough there on my <laughs> it is, a, it is a proper gotti yeah. oh, oh yeah big time it's, sure. uh, it's a really good exclusive for them to have as well and obviously they're going to do more now it's yeah. got like 95 on Metacritic or something ridiculous so mm. like it's gonna they're gonna do that but like how are they gonna name it uh, I'd, yeah, say, I'd say we're looking at God of War 2 so it's like just uh, colons subtitles yeah, yeah yeah lots of uh, subtitles I think God of War Ascension 2 perhaps I don't know but Pro- yeah I, I'll <laughs> be not. I'll be playing more of that over mm. the coming because they've left week. a lot of Norse gods and myths and stuff God of War 2 Norse that, that Norse but nice that w- <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> you Did I use that in a strap in a feature? Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned in your review, Alice, that was, that was one thing that you felt, I don't know, did you feel the same, Rich, again, I'm in the early stages, Yeah, that it gets maybe, I don't know, it feels I, a little bit like there is a, a DLC aspect yeah, to it or something. I, I think it does feel like that. It, it, specifically one thing that we don't necessarily want to mention explicitly. There's, well, there's, there's but a like, couple of things. There's yeah. a couple of things. Uh, yeah, like... Um, uh, f- f- yeah. I, I mean, for me, it was kind of like the, the end feels like a mid-season break. Yeah. Yeah. It does it, But does it fall flat a little bit at the end then? Because I, I, I'm loving the combat, loving the story. There's a really big kind of reveal at the end that's sort of, uh, I guess... 
player knowledge versus character knowledge. Like they don't know why it's a big reveal, so it's very underplayed. Yeah, but like okay. it, it does fall a little bit flat because of the player knowledge versus. I think just because of the pacing at the end is like you do a a big fight and then you have to travel somewhere and then travel somewhere else. So it's the end is quite broken up and then it does. It feels like a kind of more like a mid-season break than a finale. Mm. For a God of War game, the ending's kind of unconventional, isn't it? Mm. Ordinarily, God of War games end in a certain way. Mm hmm. And yeah, this one kind of doesn't. It just, I think I said to you, like, it, it feels kind of like, come son, the six hour DLC is coming yeah. soon. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 we yeah. must go home and prepare. <laughs> yeah, I'm personally very much looking forward to playing more of it. Mm. I think it's fucking fantastic and quite long as well. Maybe mm. that's where it might wane on me a little bit. Yeah. I don't know, perhaps, like a lot of time you're looking for shorter experiences yeah. in games. Things, things that take, say, a, a minute. Uh, how about Rich I've just the game for you oh yeah it's called Minute but it doesn't have an E at the end of it or you or you even matter. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's missing both those yeah. letters M-I-N-I-T uh, oh yeah Rich you have been pl- explain to me what Minute is I've also been playing it for but uh, for the purposes of why this why don't you both explain to me what Minute is go on go for it Rich alright it's a kind of retro style black and white pixely art kind of RPG type thingy that plays out in 60 second bursts maybe not maybe RPG's wrong actually more like a go RPG yeah. type thing yeah um, you play as a little sort of blob with lips little duck sort of thing. a dolphin duck thing dolphin duck uh, and you've got to basically get as far as you can in 60 seconds before you just go and kind of die yeah but it's brilliant you, it's excellent you, you get to new little home bases which means you can travel further and further and further um, I think that's the important thing is there yeah. is there is progression. Yeah. Major beats in the game will uh their their stay will be saved as well. So yeah. I can't think of something now, but like if you I don't know, I actually can't think of anything. <laughs> well say like um you get a sword, that means you can like chop through shrubs yeah. or whatever. Say you get uh, the watering can, you can water stuff and that does things. Um <laughs> there are other items as well. That escape me keys and things that mean you can access other areas. You get flippers later on, don't you? Which means you can pass bodies of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of got this Metroidvania or yep. kind of thing to it as well. So um, yeah, it's I really enjoyed it. It's quite short. It took me about ninety minutes on a first run. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, but you can do it in twenty five. Apparently, can you? Yeah, there's an achievement Jeez. for doing it in twenty five run, runs. Um, so yeah, I don't know how you do that though. I mean, that that's tough because mm-hmm. if you past 25 runs that's it <laughs> it's over you got to start again mm. I, I don't fancy that I saw because we did a let's play of it mm-hmm. well video game and did a let's play of it and it mm. looks cool it's, yeah yeah it's nice it's, it's definitely a, it's a kind of more like a puzzle game than charming anything game. else as well right mm. yeah yeah like they're yeah these 60 second bursts um yeah which make it obviously very easily digestible yeah. as you get to um to each new home. And yeah. as I say, I think like without without that progression I probably would have zero interest. In, I mean yeah. it couldn't be a fucking game no, really. Exactly. I yeah, yeah. But it's funny as well, right? It's got yeah. like a, yeah. a good sense of humor and some funny moments and like <laughs> the final kind of encounter is over the top and a bit mad. Um so yeah, no, I'd, I'd highly recommend Minute if you've got a minute there to play are, it. There are some funny moments as well, uh, 
probably unintentionally in a way out. So we spoke about oh this last God, week. Yeah. So briefly, uh, the myself and Alice have finished a way out, and I fucking really like this really? game. Yeah. I really, really like this game. It's very flawed. It's yeah. like, oh my god, it's unbelievably it's fucking like a, flawed. It's right. a six out of ten, but like, what a six out of it's, ten! It's, 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 it's the 10. best six out of ten you'll play this year, okay. easily. So like, if this goes on offer, get the fucking thing. Yeah, because it's. It has a bit of the heavy rains about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously trying to be quite. Yeah, although to be like, fair, the, at the end, I was like, yeah, like there are there are moments like, where, like, for instance, you're sitting down, you're playing Connect Four. Yeah, uh, your I don't know what else you're doing. You can play. You like, we spoke about Connect Four together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I won. Oh, well by done. accident <laughs> by accident yeah I put mine in the wrong place and if I hadn't said shit I put it in the wrong place uh, he wouldn't even have realised yeah. like you did it by accident don't worry uh, you still won you know that's what the record books show yeah. just like Billy Mitchell <laughs> off the record books yeah. Uh, but yeah a, a really really good game with a a really really interesting idea whatever anyway fucking you know what I said um and a very good ending I thought an ending I didn't see we did not see the end yeah, really? coming okay. you know like at all and then the all. very maybe end maybe we should have but I, I didn't and I enjoyed yeah. it I mean like the very ending I didn't yeah. want to do but it was still re- remained kind of uh, accidentally humorous throughout as well so that's the awesome. thing like, like it is so yeah some of the voice acting is a bit a bit ropey bit, a bit ropey all the animations and some of the animations are a bit ropey yeah right but it, the, we, the story's pretty alright. Yeah. I mean, do you know what I will say? Actually, there is a section where it just turns into a shooter, and I think it's the weakest part of the game easily. Oh right. yeah, definitely. Because it's not made to be a shooter. Really, yeah. So. so like, you're kind of playing a shit shooter for a little bit too long. Until How long are we talking? Like hours? No, no. Like all in all, the game is probably about six. six. Yeah, okay. Because we did it in two streams. So right. I'd say an hour. Mm, ish, ish, yeah. maybe a small bit less, but it, it, right, if it's shit, either though, way, it's, it's too long. Yeah, yeah. It, like more than ten minutes would be too right. long, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, uh, I'd highly recommend it. Have okay. a look out, see if it goes on offer. Yeah. I spent the whole time doing a very accurate Brooklyn accent. You did. As we discussed before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were very, very good at that accent. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I'm struggling. Brooklyn is a word that sounds like Beckett. Alice Bell, you played Beckett. Sorry. Oh I was begin with I was, B. I was yeah. That's good. <laughs> I was just like, I have nothing. I have fucking nothing. So go on. Beckett. So Beckett actually came out a few months ago. It's a PC game. Uh, it's uh, I can't remember. It's done in connection with I. I want to say BAFTA, but actually maybe not. Um, possibly the VNA. Some kind of you know, art institution. stalwart institution yeah. that is legitimate. Mm. Um, and <laughs> unlike video games. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's kind of a point in click. It's not really a puzzle game, but it's a, a sort of narrative adventure with you do have to interact with it somewhat and you'll make some choices sometimes. And it's sort of set in uh, London, but like a really, like an even shittier version of London than the one that is a really horrible, <laughs> grim, like. <laughs> Economic and social collapse kind of version of London. So like where, London, like, no, twenty nineteen or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Post Brexit London, yeah. and Beckett is a private investigator, uh, investigator that specialises in missing persons, and he gets called up and assigned to this case. Um, it's all done sort of top down, and it's a little bit. It reminds me a little bit of a board game in that people are represented by things. It's sort of like having kind of like. 
you know, in Monopoly where there's like a shoe and a boot and stuff. Yes. So, yeah. um, like the mother of the person he's trying to find is a brooch. Okay. Um, and it's also sort of seems a bit like a kind of collage of like in in the same way that like you'll cut out a brooch and stick it onto your mood board. I was, so everything looks flat. Like from screenshots, yeah, it has a bit of the, the ransom note look about mm. it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And uh, so you'll you kind of navigate Beckett's life. You, you like go to a bar, go to someone's house, go to different places around the place, uh, go to Borough Market. And um, like it's all kind of a bit grim and horror and you start to feel a bit dirty and everything in it is, is a bit dirty. So like um, uh, the bugs are a really big motif. So like he plants a bug in this woman's house, but it's literally he puts a grub in her pillow and that's mm. the bug. Um, uh, or like people will wear beetles as necklaces. Um, but they're in their world, it's normal. Yeah. Or like he goes into a cafe and there are posters on the wall that are um, made of live butterflies that are glued down and you have to replace the butterflies every so often because they die like mm. sounds a bit macabre yeah it's really horrible mm. and it's 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 really horrible in a really small horrible kind of scritching way so yeah. like the audio is really grim as well so like when you speak to people uh they don't say their lines they make a noise to indicate that they're speaking so if you speak to a bartender when he replies to you it makes a um uh, ice like uh, ice being shaken like a drink shaker sound mm-hmm. and when Beckett speaks he kind of coughs he just goes <coughs> and that's him <laughs> coughing or uh, the woman that you go speak to um, makes a kind of uh, like l- like lip smacking kind of like oh, noise which is really yeah. horrible yeah. and it's really horrible in a really small like close kind of claustrophobic mm. way and you do you start to feel grubby and dirty and horrible and it's really interesting and really cool and really uncomfortable um, and I would recommend people take a look. It's on Steam. It's quite cheap, I think. Can't remember exactly how cheap, but it's definitely worth looking to see if you've been interested yeah. anyway. You were almost a jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Yay! Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game of who am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character and you, Rich Walker, and you, Alice mm-hmm. Bellums, give the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop and then give me said answer clue number one. You're getting really good at that. It's like when... I, people, I am, but also, yeah. like, because I'm just rattling it out. <laughs> like, if somebody, if somebody new is coming in, they're like, wow, what's what? happening? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, game, like, it's a game called Who Am I? It's the, the lads guess, guess who I am. Yeah. It's like when side effects are read out for medicine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clue number one, my first appearance in a video game came in... 1993, 1900, and 93. Mm, okay. Clue number two. I have appeared in five games in my main series, with the most recent release coming in 2017, 2017. Okay. Clue number three. I fucking love wool. Ah, fucking Rich Walker, Bubsy the Bobcat, and this oh. week's winner, yes, is Rich Walker. Well My done. Streak Thanks. is broken. Thanks. Hooray! Bravo! <laughs> Sorry, 
bastard. Should have put the wool clue lore. <laughs> yeah, wool, wool did it. <sighs> or later, I should say. Uh, to go through the clues, clue number one, my first appearance in a video game came in 1993. Of course, Bubsy in mm-hmm. Claws Encountered of the Third Kind. Yeah. Uh, clue number two, I've appeared in five games in my main series with the most recent release coming in 2017, which was called... How the fuck have there been five Bubsy games? Isn't it Woolies Strike Back? Uh, Bubsy yeah. the Woolies Strike the Back. The game yeah. that no one asked for. Uh, clue number three, I love wool. He does. Uh, clue number four, I was one of the first characters to be voiced in the 16-bit era, but the thing is, people weren't too fond of my catty personality. He doesn't really have a catty personality, but he is a cat. That was going to be my clarification for that. Uh, And clue number five, the fourth game in my series is is the only one in 3D and is widely regarded as one of, if not the worst game of all time. Of course, Bubsy 3D. Well, that's it. I don't understand why Bubsy has had five games. I mean, wow. People must buy them. He's popular somewhere, he must be. I guess so. You send us questions, queries, thoughts, we answer, respond, etc. Brilliant. How's that? Excellent. Well (laughs) done. Uh, So yeah, this is the part of the show where we do all the things that Rich said, and you can reach us at any time during the week, if you so wish, by emailing podcast at videogamer.com, and every Tuesday... We before we record the podcast, we send a call out on Twitter for questions, comments, queries, opinions, etc., etc., etc. This week we have a prize. Yeah, and wouldn't you know, we got fucking loads of questions mm, this week. Yeah, mm. uh, we have a prize which is an injustice to what's it called? I think it's a legendary, legendary edition, edition with some other goodies like a notebook and a weird T-shirt thing. The notebook is brilliant, actually. It's an esports T-shirt, so you can pretend you're an yeah, injustice you to esports he, player. God, brilliant. I fucking loves that notebook as well. Great um, notebook. He wants a solid it. Notebook. I can tell. What, are you, are you not special uh, about it? I'm a fan of the hard notebook. Well, like the Moleskine, whoever they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, whereas, do you know the ring binder notebooks? Yeah, they're not good. Fucking hate no, them. I like them. Oh, they're I shit. I prefer them. Because then you're like, your wrist and shit gets like rings on it. The it only, costs, they cuts you. The only thing I like about them is if they're the ones that flip like that because then you feel like a real okay. journalist. They flip vertically, you know what I mean? Yeah, when I was at university, <laughs> I've got questions I, bought, for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bought yellow pages but flipped up like I was a law student. Okay, I wasn't. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, our first question uh, comes from Widen Pallets uh, and they ask, would Alice be able to recommend me some tabletop games that can be run in under an hour and a half? I run a gaming group at work and need some new games. The kids are getting a bit bored of what we have. Awesome podcast, by the way. You all rock. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, I looked this up because I saw there was, there was one that I can recommend. But I couldn't remember the name of it. Uh, I think it's called Mysterium. It is. It yeah. is called Mysterium. Uh, so Mysterium is a game uh, where... Uh, a bunch of players and you can tailor it to how many players there are obviously it'll take longer the more players there are but you enter a haunted mansion and there's cool little cardboard bits to stand up um, and uh, you're all you all play a different medium and uh, one of the players plays a ghost and the ghost is not allowed to speak they can only knock on the table once for no and twice for yes hmm. and they have to communicate to each medium uh, a person a location in the house and a weapon uh, uh, but they must do it only by so like a ghosty Cluedo yeah, I was going to say like yeah, Cluedo yeah. Deluxe uh, and they can do it only by um, they have like a deck of cards that have images on them that are just random kind of and they have to give uh, each car- each player like cards that they think will give them clues to which person place location they're hmm. trying to communicate and it's really fun and it's good like because you can all the, the mediums can all work together, and and so like when I was playing, we played it in a pub, so you can get it done like 
quite quickly when I was playing like the ghost gave me these cards and I was like I don't know what this means and one of the other players was like I think it's to do with magic that guy looks like a magician I think it's to do with magic because there's this he's got a hat on top hat is magic and then this is like uh, but it wasn't and it was a completely different interpretation it's really fun See now I think you've embarrassed yourself there because I know a tabletop <laughs> game that takes even less time than that and it's called Kaplunk <laughs> See that's what you should have said <laughs> Do you know what I used to always enjoy was the game of life. Do you remember that? Yeah, do, yeah. that was a fucking yeah, absolute good. cracker. Play that. <laughs> yeah, that's play. very good. <laughs> um, Michael asks: Is there any more originality to come in games, or have we no Pete? And it's a case of fine tuning and copying the best. It's quite a grim way to look at things, isn't I it? I think there is. It, yeah. it goes in cycles as well. Every so often, a really original indie game will come out, and then all the other indie games sort of copy them a bit. But I, I think there is. It's, you know, well. The ba- human imagination yeah. is limitless. Well, based on what you tell us most weeks about indie PC games you've been playing that I have no idea about, mm-hmm. it sounds like there's loads of creativity and original ideas left. There are, you just got to look for them. CC come out. Yeah. In AAA, maybe not so much. Yeah. Uh, James asks, uh, Hi folks, I was wondering which game has moved you the most, emotionally speaking, as opposed to physically, <laughs> which would be Wii Sports. So emotionally, what's the... No. A- Mass Effect 3. Oh, really? Yeah. The, when the when Morden goes up the tower. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, there was one fairly recently that kind of uh, got me a bit emotional. Well, it was the Carnival Night Zone music that made you boil your eyes out, wasn't no, it? No, 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 it was, um, for some reason, the opening to Sonic 3, I was YouTubing Sonic the Hedgehog music for some reason, <laughs> and that set off some oh. weird switch. I don't... I don't Boiling, crying... <laughs> just so bizarre I actually said I was on my own I was like what the fuck is wrong with you I was like well, yeah it was some weird wave of nostalgia that was just a bit overwhelming oh, it was, that's it was quite odd nice. but no there have been other games where like the story the ending or something has done me in I'll I can't say, remember um, Journey didn't like when it, when it moved me emotionally like, I, I, I wasn't bawling crying but I yeah. found it mm. I found it quite awesome in the yeah first way before Americans got a hold of that word um, <laughs> I would say that I would say Gone Home I would say Edith Finch more Edith Finch, m- yeah. recently yeah uh, and uh, I don't know Uncharted 2 this is a curveball for you for some reason like that now Uncharted 2 f- yeah I found the ending of Uncharted 2 so lovely I can't remember it. that's where they finally kiss uh, I mean, it's finally it's only after yeah. two games but I just for some reason I was just like oh my god this is fucking beautiful this is beautiful I'm so, fu- I'm so happy you finally got together uh, on the flip side of that Sean asks hi guys and gals keeping it simple what's your favourite Mortal Kombat fatality mine's always been reptiles from Mortal Kombat 2 where he rips his mask off decapitates his opponent's head from across the screen using his tongue and eats it in one. Can you think of a Mortal Kombat fatality? Uh, there's a couple that spring to mind. Uh, the most disgusting one that always turns my stomach is when, in the new Mortal Kombat, Jax... Oh, that's what I was going to say. ...pulls the guy's yeah. jaws apart and then and puts, in puts a, his cigarette yeah, out. Yeah, stubs out a fag. It's fucking tongue. amazing. Yeah. Um, but I've always been quite fond of the Kung Lao... Uh, Spinning, spinning hat, hat thing, and then he pushed her head, <laughs> pushes, that, yeah. pushes that head into it. That is that's mm. quite good as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me see here. Um, Gareth asks, "Is God Dead of War the system seller that finally finishes off the X Bone?" I'm going to take issue with this question for several reasons. What? Okay. One, why do you want to finish off the Xbox that's, One? Yeah. Why? 
<laughs> Hang on. No one benefits there's no, from that. There's no implication they want to finish off the Xbox One. Well, uh, God of War is potentially a system seller, yes. But will it prevent people from buying an Xbox One? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. That's my... I do think that like, yeah. Sony has better exclusives than... Well, that's because uh, oh, sure. the Xbox yeah. doesn't have, have exclusives. Doesn't have exclusives. Yeah, that, that, is, that is definitely a thing. And that's a big fucking issue yeah. that you'd like to think they are addressing. And I, I would imagine they are. I'd hope they are, because they, they, they need to. This E3 is going to be a big one for Microsoft, because if they don't deliver some big first-party announcements... Yeah, it needs to be, you play this yeah. on the Xbox. Yeah, then... We paid... <laughs> through the nose to get this yeah, on the Xbox absolutely that's the only place you can get yeah, yeah. Tomb Raider fucking 3 or whatever or like although had that has that been announced multi-format probably uh, has, it has it? Yeah, like yeah. I don't know just well, whatever not just, not just like um, third party Devil sort of May, time new Devil May Cry I mean, or whatever yeah. proper proper first party exclusives otherwise Halo uh, yeah, I mean, I want just more Halo well, something new, new as well, something new and exciting, something big, and a Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, that kind of thing, like a proper, a proper big game we can get behind on mm-hmm. Xbox. Uh, Dan asks, uh, with the recent gaming industry hot trend leaning towards VR support and development, and the general discussion centering around how it is the next logical step. Uh, I'm actually seeing the opposite. Most AAA VR experiences seem to focus on immersive single player and the social VR seems rather small and niche. With streaming and Twitch being more popular and accessible than ever with the introduction of the affiliate program and streaming capabilities built into every current gen console out of the box, I believe Twitch integration is the overlooked next big thing. What are your thoughts? Do you have any cool ideas for VR or Twitch integration? Keep up the great work. Dan. I don't think VR is going to be the next big thing because it's no. got such a long way to go before being consumer friendly. Yeah, we kind of such discussed a this a little go. bit yeah, yeah. last week, didn't we? I, I still think AR is going to be the next big thing. Twitch integration, I don't know. I don't know because like currently developers don't have to really do anything because people just play it on Twitch. Yeah. I mean, you, the console has Twitch kind of integrated, don't they now? PS4 and Xbox One. You can just broadcast without having to do very much yeah well yeah but i suppose uh like dan mentions as well uh, in the email he mentions like uh, the in- integration like jackbox or like like do you oh, know the audience sort of like participation, participation. Yeah. Yeah, okay. uh like um batman telltale's batman had Crowd an audience play. mode didn't it yeah i never mm-hmm. used it never I, turned it on. that kind of stuff i don't want other people making decisions i <laughs> don't think it will be i don't think it'll be a big thing for um, maybe with like the the multiplayer kind of participation stuff but like big single player games I don't mm. think are likely to have that yeah. I can see it's something happening with like Fortnite and, mm. and something like that but I still think the most interesting VR thing is um, happening at the moment is in theatre don't stop it Alice yeah. you're jumping the gun <laughs> because our next email comes from Noah who says hello hope you're all having a lovely day um a bit of a post then question. Sorry, no need to apologise. No, we're all friends here. In Christchurch, New Zealand, there is a company called Stickman Media who continually tinker around with video game technology and use it in ways to help improve people's lives. For example, people who suffer spinal injuries or paralysis later in life have to learn how to use a wheelchair and will often end up damaging either themselves or their home. Uh, Toilet bowls are often damaged and, as you can imagine, cost a fair amount to replace. To ease the transition from hospital to home, the developers would virtually recreate the environment the client would be first moving around in and allow them to practice operating a wheelchair while still in hospital by using VR and a joystick. I thought it's a cool way video game technology had been used for uh, and I hope to see a lot more like it. 
Question, I would like to know what cool stories you've heard, things you've seen, or people you've interviewed about video game technology and its use outside of video games. Cheers, Noah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 and he adds a little link here that I, I looked up. It's, mm. it is, it's interesting. It's like, yeah, people who, um, like, yeah, later on in life, they have an accident or whatever that yeah. forces them into a wheelchair who mm. have to learn how to use it. Yeah. And it's quite cool, yeah. They use VR to recreate a space and hmm. kind of figure cool. out like there's objects in the VR that yeah. when you bump into a table and knock it over or a chair or whatever, so right, right. It tries to get you used yeah. to it. I know special effect do a lot of really great work they do, with yeah. disabled people and enabling them to play games and, yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh special effect really good charity. Mm. If any listeners don't know that you can look up. Um yeah. there's a lot of medical applications for VR. People use it yeah. for um uh, so like uh, kids that are in hospital that can't get out and about, can't visit yeah. places, you can VR them into somewhere cool elsewhere in the world. Uh, you can also, I think it's been used for um, uh, when someone's had a, um, an amputation, it can help with the uh, phantom limb. Oh, really? Uh, in, in like phantom pain and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think. Mm. Uh, wow. But yeah, I'm really interested in how people in theatre are using VR, especially in like horror, kind of immersive interactive mm. theatre and stuff. They put you in a headset and an actor will come and act at you while you're in VR. Oh, I, I don't know if I like the idea of that. It sounds, <laughs> sounds a bit weird. Uncomfortable. I, th- I think, yeah, VR will VR will probably be a success, but I'm not sure if it's going to be in games. No. Uh, I think, like, even the Kinect has been used in hospitals and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, like these... You know, you know the front of uh, iPhones that unlock with your face? Yes. That's Kinect. Yeah, Apple, yeah, yeah. Apple, Apple bought, really. Apple bought the right. company. Apple bought the mm-hmm. technology and then wow. put it in a phone. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like I think VR and things like Connect and stuff can be used in uh, quote unquote like important ways. You yeah. know. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I suppose like the the references. No, I had. Podrig asks, or says, and then asks, hello, villains. Not sure why, but I'm happy enough with her. We're yeah. villains. Yeah. We are the Marty Skrulls of video games. Just wrapping up a month in Vietnam, which has given me an even deeper love of my Switch during all those planes, trains, and automobiles. Question, any recommended games, maybe an order overlooked, one to pick up boys on holiday, the video game equivalent of a good beach book. Love the podcast. Cheers, Podrig. I'm guessing he's on about on the Switch. Yeah, I don't like, know. I mean, oh. fucking loads. Mario. There you go. Yeah, but Mario overlooked Oh, Mario. Games. Well, overlooked ones. Mario um, Rabbids. Well, there's a lot of um, indie stuff now coming to, say, stuff, older stuff coming to the Switch. Even Firewatch was announced. Was that last week? Yeah, week before? Oh, Firewatch, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Um, um, I mean, it's not necessarily overlooked per se, but... I would always, when I was on holiday or in hospital or anything, I would um, have uh, Professor Layton games because they're quite good to just sit on a beach. I mean, to be fair, he puzzle, do, yeah, he doesn't actually say... S- well, he said well, his deeper love implied, the Switch. I think. Mm. Um, and uh, Mick... Asks, while God of War and Yakuza are very different audiences, no doubt, will Sega still ultimately regret moving Yakuza 6 into the same week as it? Given all the buzz for Yakuza seems to have happened when its reviews first dropped some weeks ago and has died down now. Uh, meanwhile, Kratos is out here right now with 10 out of 10s across the board. I mean, not from these two, across from me. Uh, likely to steal all the thunder. What do you think drove Sega's decision and what effect, if any, could it have in the series going forward? Love you guys and all 
Oh, you do keep up the good work. Very Mick, thanks. Everyone's been really nice. Mm, thank you, Mick. Almost yeah, as thanks. if they're trying to butter us up. Mm. Um, their <laughs> official word on it was to line up the release, mm. which is a bit vague because surely it was ready to go. I mm. think if they if they were going to do that, they should have moved the review embargo yeah, as well. They should have moved it. I, I was because that's what I thought. Like when because we had copies of the game. Then it was delayed. Yeah. And we're like, holy shit, are we going to have like a fucking two month lead time here? Yeah. But then the embargo didn't change. I don't know why. No, it's very odd. But, but like, I have, because yeah. it's out today at time of recording. And, you know, I think a lot of people are, uh, people who review the game are going, just as a reminder, mm. I played Yakuza about a month ago. Here's the yeah, review. Yeah. It's very good. Don't forget yeah. that we if you're that, interested. Actually. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah, a launch yeah. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. What, you could watch the launch trailer that's out today uh, to mark the could, game's release. Because yeah. I was quite confused because I keep getting like all the, the live action videos and stuff they've done. I get yeah. emailed about it and I'm like, why are they emailing me about this? This was ages yeah, ago. Yeah. And yeah, then no. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> and Nick, it gives me great pleasure to tell you that you are the winner of this week's prize as well. Woo! Excellent. Well Congratulations. done. Uh, so you will be getting uh, Injustice 2 Legendary Edition or Legend mm. Edition or whatever it's called and yeah the excellent notebook on, on the said. Xbox One so I hope you have an Xbox One oh, that's <laughs> true the polyester <laughs> the polyester esports shirt yeah I mean ho- yeah hopefully you do <laughs> um, yeah what well, well, we might have a PS4 copy oh, okay. we'll, we'll, well, we'll, we'll figure it out we'll, so, we'll yeah. bask it yeah. but, uh, mm. email contact at videogamer.com with your address and if let us know if you don't have an Xbox and we'll try and sort it out mm, yeah let us know if you have a piece well, I suppose yeah we'll, we'll figure it out uh, so yeah congratulations you are the star letter person we discussed myself and I discussed that about stealing that thing from magazines from yeah. 30 years ago I like it love the star letter we might do letter that every week. Week. I'm sure we, we have stuff to give away yeah we'll, we'll figure it out we will let you know anyway so that just about does it for this week's edition of the Video Gamer Podcast thank you very much dear listener for listening of course if you want more of us you can give us $4.50 uh, by heading to uh, patreon.com forward slash video gamer where uh, you get this podcast a day earlier with a bit extended at the end and you get four monthly podcasts as well on CSI Cyber uh, games wrestling and one where we just chat shit this week is the VG Game Club where we'll be discussing The Wolf Among Us episodes 3 to 5 um, so yeah do that uh, you can also review us on iTunes five stars please obviously you can follow us on Twitter Rich is at RichieW82 I am at underscore Hearn video gamers on Twitter, Facebook Snapchat and Instagram at videogamer.com and of course youtube.com forward slash videogamertv uh, where you can subscribe and then you'll never miss a video uh, but for all of your video gamer needs just to do videogamer.com and now it's time for my least favorite part of the show. This is the Parent Showrooms. Bid the listener adieu. Say goodbye, Rich Walker. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Alice Bell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Colm Hearn Sloan Gaffold.